Submission Coalition number 18. <clears throat> we got to sit down with the amazing Sophia McDermott. We met her a few years back at Master Worlds, and I was able to attend two of her lifestyle camps. And she has a, just a wealth of knowledge, uh, nutrition, fitness-wise, that I think will help you all out. So enjoy. Hi. Hi. Hello. How are you? Thank you Hello, for having me. Huh? Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on with us. We appreciate it. There you are. There oh, go. yay. Now you're right side <laughs> up. Uh, cool. That works. Okay. I, all right. <laughs> I'll just hold my phone. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> or I'm just going to get real tired. No. Good thing you're in shape. <laughs> no worries. It just might be a little bit wobbly. That's, that's okay. Yeah. So how have you been super busy? Uh, that's an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's an unrealistic expectation for um, parents, but in particular single parents, to actually have to educate their children while trying to make ends meet financially. Yeah, right. I hear you. Well, especially when trying to make ends meet right now is as difficult as possible for people associated with the fitness industry. That's it, right? So for everyone in our industry, it's, it's already a hardcore struggle. Yeah. And, um, you know, we are all busting our butts trying to like change things and maybe like put some online programs and, you know, and then so that with that stress already, right, that we're all feeling. Um, and then on top of having the kids here all day, every day, which is a blessing, but it's also hard. Um, and I've become a full time chef. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And a full-time educator. So, <laughs> <laughs> on top of everything else you're doing. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I tell you what, it's interesting. Um, and I've spoken to some other people, but I think I'll do a post on Facebook just for a laugh. Um, my food bill's gone up astronomically. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but the kids just want to eat all day. Yep. It's just crazy. It's like, I just made you lunch like an hour ago. And so what they're eating is way more than what they would eat in like a packed lunch for school. Oh right. yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, well, it's, and I, 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 think, <laughs> I think a lot of it for, for the kids as well as the adults, it's boredom eating mm. or stress eating for some adults. That's me. That's me. I'm a stress <laughs> eater. <laughs> right. Um, well, absolutely. Boredom eating and stress eating. And I don't know, is there like a hashtag already that's come about like for like um, the COVID bulge or something? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're working on a, a weight loss challenge because both of us are going to need it because we, we put right. on our COVID weight. <laughs> well, we're, we're, we're just calling it the COVID-19. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so so yeah, you guys are super busy too. Su yeah. Well, I mean, with the, the whole thing, you know, um, when you when you kind of conceptualize online classes, you're like, oh, that's not a problem. It shouldn't be any different than, than doing your regular classes. No, it's way more work. Yeah. I feel like it's way more work than when we did our live classes. Well, I think it's the transition. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone knew to go to your, your gym and you know what I mean? Everyone knew the protocol and now it's having to, to change the whole platform and build the awareness. 
that's that's the part that takes a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It's not coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny how every time we cough or sneeze anymore, you're like, it's not corona, yeah. it's allergies, I promise. I know, right? The allergies are killing me at the moment. Mm. Well, like we're, we're currently right now, I think we're working harder for less than we ever have. I mean, this goes yeah. back even to our early college days, yeah. things of that nature. I, I mean, the amount of hours we're putting in right now, um, I still work my day job, which luckily okay. they're allowing me to work remotely right now. I'm on lunch so break. Great. Um, but so we're, we're still trying to concentrate on getting the, the day job done. Um, we're able to still run a small, uh, like, like a daycare kids care type Camp, thing, yeah. but it's limited. We're, you know, maybe five or six kids. Um, well, that's, that's great though. That's yeah. yeah. Well, they consider it essential. That's really smart actually. Yeah. And then, you know, and then all, all that comes to an end about six o'clock in the uh in the evening and so then that's when we're finally sitting down going okay i'm exhausted now let's try to film a video <laughs> <laughs> right yeah and so the videos are for your like your online students yeah right for online yeah i hear you um i know melissa was saying it's crazy isn't it and um for me i've been doing all the workout videos yes free yeah they're free um i just Look, I, I am building a business and I've been building for many, many months behind the scenes. But um, at the same time, like, so that hopefully will funnel through, you know, like people know, more people are exposed to what I offer, right? But at the same time, I just, so many uh, incidences have come my way where people are um, full of anxiety, mm -hmm. stressed out, feeling crap about themselves, they're feeling fat. <laughs> They're missing jujitsu. They're feeling weak. It's just everything. And I'm like, all right, I'm just doing these workouts. And it's so great because um, it, I feel like it's not just about the health and fitness. For people to tune in to do my workouts, it's dealing with the mental health as well. Right. Um, and what I found is that when we don't have structure in our lives, everything falls apart. Yeah. So you guys are actually really lucky because you have structure and you're creating that structure too, right? And that's what's keeping you guys sane. But people who have lost their jobs or, or, and, or who are stuck at home with the kids that have no structure, there's no pickup time, drop-off time, there's no get-to-work time, there's no appointment time, they're going nuts. Mm -hmm. They're going nuts. Truly. Truly. So, you know, you offering your online things, um, you know, hopefully people know it comes out at a certain time or whatever they can watch it then. And the same for me with the live workouts, it provides structure in their life, which actually helps with dealing with things like mental health. It's crazy. So, you know, with, with that, I'm hopefully making a difference. Um, and, but everyone who comes on and thanks to you too, Melissa, like all, all you amazing peeps who come on, um, you guys help me too. <laughs> Give you a little motivation. Absolutely. It's like, I don't want to work out every day because I'm tired from my massive juggle of everything that I'm doing, but I'm there because I know that a bunch of others are there and it's like, yes, thank you for motivating me to do it. I was feeling tired and I got through this workout. I did it too. So thank you for that. <laughs> so it's like, win-win both ways, you know, and that's the beauty 
of this amazing jujitsu community that we're all a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah. So let's, why don't you tell uh, our listeners in case they're not familiar with you? All six of them. <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a little bit about yourself and then we can kind of segue into some of these projects that you got cooking. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are we live? Yes, we are. Well, oh, well, I didn't know that. Oh my God. So, so, recording, no, so no, we can edit. Nobody, nobody other than us is watching. Yeah, but. it's not live. <laughs> it's just recording, but I can edit. Okay. So, oh, no worries. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, my name is Sophia McDermott. Um, I love jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Do you want accolades or something? It's just, well, just kind of, kind of you know, just it, it, so that they kind of have some background. Because okay, like, like so, so, so we we we're already familiar with you. I mean, we we know you're the first female black belt out of Australia. Um, okay, you're multiple world champion, both gi and no gi, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, and uh, a four-time Pan Am champion. Um, mm -hmm. So I think. Um, yeah, so I'm retired from competing. Um, my mission really is to help build up the, this industry in a, like a positive light um, by providing support, but also throwing in um, the other aspects to create a really healthy lifestyle. So um, I think I'm probably one of the only or one of the few people that are really incorporating health and fitness and wellness into jiu-jitsu. Um, and I'm so blessed to be able to do that because um, jiu-jitsu is very unstructured. It's very unstructured. Right. And um, coming from that really like tight gymnastics background, everything was very, you know, you had your sections of hard training, you had your sections of rest, your food was planned out, injury management, mental health. We had um, sports psychologists come out and visit us to help with our training. There's kind of none of that with jujitsu unless we kind of um, seek it out independently for ourselves yeah. because it's not an Olympic sport. I think that's, that's where it comes from. So, um, yeah, I'm just throwing in the health and fitness in from, from uh, jujitsu, but uh, also, like for a long time, I've been helping um, particularly women, but female competitors safely make weight for competition um, because there's so much misconception out there and just starve yourself and just don't drink anything for one week and right. <laughs> wear a workout suit for like the sweatsuit um, for, you know, the next three weeks before you compete. And I'm just like, oh no, we need to, we need to step up here. So yeah. <laughs> That's, that's kind of what I do. Yeah, and then uh, you also throw your camps. Your oh, yes. Yes, and um, I'm so grateful, Melissa, for you coming along and um, really just spreading the light with that and helping build awareness. Um, so thank you for that. Thanks for your support. So, yes, I've been running camps for about four or five years now. Um, started off small. People wanted to know how I lived my life. <laughs> it's like, what do you eat, <laughs> Sophia? How do you train? What's your competition training like? You know, and so that's how it started. It first started way back at a, um, leading up to a Pan Am camp. And then it got so big so fast. I'm like, oh, wow, I, I need to like rent big, huge beachside mansions and make this a big thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, yeah, it's um, something that's regular now in the schedule. People know that there's like 
at least there's two camps a year. And um, it's basically five days or so of jujitsu training, nutrition, yoga, meditation. And I bring out someone who can help with like just that point of difference of, um, I don't know, mindfulness, I guess you could say. Yeah. So the best thing about these camps though, is not necessarily what I offer. It's the, the people who come. So it's just everyone who comes is amazing. I, I've never had a douchebag attend one of my camps. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe there's some sort of subliminal message back there that's like, no douchebags, welcome. Um, and what I mean by douchebags is that um, there's no one who comes who is competitive with the other females that is striving to cut the others down to be that top dog. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. this is what, you know, um, Pretty Dangerous Women are about and what I do is about, it's about creating a uh, sisterhood, creating a sisterhood. You know, we, we will not, us women in a male dominated field, cause that's what jujitsu is. We will not get anywhere if we keep cutting each other down to size to try and get to the top. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's just a, a wonderful support system and network where women from all over the world come along and um, they end up building lifelong friendships. So that's beautiful. Yeah. We got to sit down with Joe. We did a, a podcast with Jody the other day. Did you? Yeah. So we, we talked about the camps as well. Cause that, that has been a huge thing for her. Right. Yeah. She's so amazing. Um, she's so helpful and she does all the crappy stuff that I don't want to do or don't have time to do. Um, and that's not easy. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, Jody, can you do this? Can you do this? Cause it's, it's, it's not necessarily the fun stuff and she just does it and she's so amazing and so supportive. So I really appreciate her. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, you uh, sent us a copy of your book. Oh, yes. Yes. Meal plan. Mm -hmm. We haven't got an opportunity to try any of the recipes out yet. It's been no worries. I know you guys are slammed. But we did read through it. Um, and, uh, you know, I know in like your preface, it kind of talks about inflammatory foods and stuff like that. Um, and that was pretty interesting to me because. Um, I mean, from, from previously when I had lunch with y'all, I know you guys were, you were talking at one point about uh, how dairy is very inflammatory um, and especially when we're in contact sports and stuff. Right. Yep. So um, a big thing that I focus on uh, basically are the types of foods that are either really great for your health or detrimental to your health. <laughs> um, I look at things from a health perspective. So people come to me wanting to lose weight or tone up. But basically, if your body's sick because you're not feeding it the right foods, you're not going to tone up or lose weight properly because um, your body's in a stressed out state. So when you're an athlete and you're pushing yourself hard and you're training like pretty much every day, uh, your joints are sore, your muscles are fatigued, uh, you're sucking wind in rounds, all that stuff, like the foods you put into your body, uh, it's, it's just paramount. So I look at it like, and I learned this from years back as a gymnast, but, you know, if you want to perform optimally and you're that Ferrari race car or, or you want to be that Ferrari race car, are you going to fuel it with the cheapest, crappiest, low-grade octane fuel or the highest one, right. you know? So 
Um, especially for the competitors, I really think that eating um, a diet for optimal performance is, is crucial. It's crucial. So what a lot of people don't understand is that there's a bunch of foods that are on the mainstream Western diet these days that are super, super inflammatory. Meaning when you put them, when you eat them, they create an inflammatory effect in, in, in your gut, basically. And there's more and more evidence now, which is so great because I've, I've done a whole lot of reading many, many years ago. I was deeply fascinated by this uh, because I was a very sick kid. So, um, but it's all catching up now where people are realizing the importance of um, gut health. So everything starts in the gut. Your immune system starts in the gut. And um, people are seeing the connection between um, gut and mind as well. So uh, things like mental health and mental disorders can also be linked by having um, like your internal flora that's all out of whack from eating certain types of food. So to cut a long story short, so I don't like get down that rabbit hole. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> basically, uh, inflammatory, inflammatory foods such as dairy, like processed dairy, and um, uh, like refined white flour, they um, basically create an inflammatory effect in your body that can manifest in certain ways. And um, for a lot of athletes that are training a lot, it's sore joints. It's um, just inflammation throughout the body. So everything hurts. So you'll have like a hard or a few hardcore workouts and you just, you're just not um, recovering faster. You've got a lot of muscle soreness. Everything's inflamed. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing is gut. Like you're not, uh, everything's bloated. You're just bloated and yeah, not feeling good. And so that affects your meals. And then that if your eating is affected, then you're not fueling your body right to get through all your workouts. Yeah. So <clears throat> I know you, you teach jujitsu. Mm -hmm. well, right? Yes. Not. So uh, for many <laughs> years now, actually since, well, it's kind of like the start of 2017, I've been running the, um, the jujitsu program at the UFC gym in Las Vegas. Uh, and that's just been wonderful. Um, I jumped at the opportunity when I uh, was asked actually, because the UFC is kind of different and like it's separate. It's more fitness. Does that make sense? Yeah. With a bit of jujitsu thrown in. And that was good for me because I didn't want to get caught up in politics. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm so neutral. I don't really fly a flag. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, um, so that was great. And it's been wonderful because I really turned the whole idea upside down in the gym where um initially it was sort of a bunch of knuckleheads <laughs> and then uh the knuckleheads that kind of had difficulty opening their eyes to be taught by a woman left and uh and then or they stayed and went huh hmm wow i've never seen that before or look she can do that or she taught this detail that other people weren't teaching do you know what i mean so that just changed the whole vibe um so knuckleheads no longer knuckleheads <laughs> and um, <laughs> right and and then a lot of really amazing guys started um learning and obviously um brought in women so women who would look on the side who were doing like the striking classes felt comfortable now to actually step on the mat. And that was beautiful because 
over time, I cultivated a lovely little group where it really was about 50-50. There'd be half, half the amount of men and half the amount of women in the class. Nice. Yeah. So unfortunately, um, all the gyms have closed, as you know. Um, yeah. And so I'm no longer teaching at the UFC at the moment. I really don't know what's happening with that. <laughs> um, yeah, no one does. No one knows, right? It's, you know, it's just constant uncertainty. Yeah. It's hard to deal with, isn't it? Yeah. That's where we, we, we talked about uh, with, just with ourselves is when, when we first started, um, jiu-jitsu and MMA were hard to separate from each other. You know, after the UFC hit the scene in 1993, MMA, jiu-jitsu might as well have been the same things. So that's the way it was right. in everybody's eyes. And it was illegal. Right. Kind of like the Valle Tudo sort of right. thing. Yeah. And MMA right. was illegal in the state of California. And so we were kind of commenting about how you know, this is the second time in our life that we've been told by the government we're not allowed to, to operate. Um, you know, this time, though, it's everybody. I mean, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're mm -hmm. allowed to be an active business. Um, now, granted, there's others, you know, barbers and, and hair salons and tattoo shops and the like. They're all shut down, too. Um, you know, but our, our echo chambers, all the jujitsu schools, you know, that, I mean, unfortunately we're hearing some of our friends have gone out of business, um, that they've, they've lost their, their schools. Uh, I know of some that closed their doors temporarily just so that they're not getting hit with three months, you know, of rent. Uh, right. And they're going to take their chance after, um, and unfortunately, we've also heard talking about the mental health side of jujitsu and the like. Unfortunately, sadly, we've heard of um, either friends that were in altercations that unfortunately are no longer with us um, or people wow. committing suicide because of the stresses of, of these things. You know, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's a shame that the, the community at large doesn't truly understand that, that this to most people is not just learning how to do an arm bar there there's this is part of their mental health i mean it's, it's absolutely jujitsu um is an active form of meditation basically right and it puts you in a zone when you're there and you forget about all your troubles and so i mean we've all seen those memes when you're walking stressed from work stressed from life you know and then you go to a role it's like oh everything's amazing you know <laughs> that's that's what jujitsu does for us all you know the endorphins from the training being zoned out not thinking about anything else this is the the mental health factor is massive and i'm so happy you're talking about this it is just massive and that's why i'm doing my workouts really at the end of the day but um also it's not just the act of the rolling and the training you know what i mean it's the community and right. the people um and that your friends that are there that end up becoming your aunties and uncles in a way you know right. and it's all it's just and when you're not able to connect with those special people on a daily basis like physically it has a huge effect on people negatively I don't know. Um, I, there's no doubt in my mind that this coronavirus is like hardcore and highly contagious. But I would like to ask the question of, well, how, how proportionate 
is it compared to how it's negatively affecting right. everyone else yeah. financially and mentally? Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. So um, what, uh, what do you think generally are the plans for other gyms or your gym or, or, yeah, or the, we're definitely the, it's seen. Yeah, we're, we're waiting for the state of Florida hasn't even given us a date yet when gyms will be open. He just said, mm -hmm. not yet. We're going we're gonna to see what happens in other states. Right. We're like, all right, so we can't make any plans because we don't know. But we are starting to kind of plan how we come back. So yeah. we're going to have restrictions. Right. It's not going to be like, oh. Doors right. are open. Come on down. <laughs> yeah. It's probably going to be occupancy uh, restrictions. There's probably going to be six foot distancing restrictions and stuff like that. So right. we do some striking classes and so we can probably get away with some small striking classes where nobody's within six feet of each other. We can, we have some cardio uh, strength and cardio classes to do those easily, possibly solo, a solo drilling um, jujitsu cool. class, or what we talked about is we have a lot of couples and families that train together. So like right. bring have together. And probably giving um, like free time to like if a spouse has never trained before, but the one needs a partner and he he or she decides to come in, right. we'll let them train for free for the time period so that they're. Wow, that's awesome. I reckon that's a great plan. Yeah. And yeah. then kind of see where the regulations go and just try to get a going smaller, uh, as shorter classes, break each class for cleaning, right. stuff like that. Definitely yeah. a lot more cleaning. A lot more cleaning. I and mean, we already clean after each, like the morning session, after all the morning classes, we would clean. After the evening classes, we would clean. But now we're doing like in between each. Each individual yeah. session. Individual session will be doing. Will be a full cleaning. Yeah, I reckon that's an awesome plan. Come here. Um, sorry, she's got a no, no, teacher now. Um, okay, well, great plan. And I reckon, um, just, I don't know how you feel about sharing that awesome info with other gyms who are really struggling as an implement plan. That's awesome. Um, and I, I definitely think though, that this is permanently changing how businesses are run globally. I think that this is changing how jujitsu gyms will be run globally. And I, and anything from anything from jujitsu to food, there'll be more sort of pull up curbside deals. Right ordering like from online menus the i think this has transformed the world so um definitely having that online program like keeping that as right. well as opening that's what we were kind of talking about is live streaming we're live streaming our classes for those people and then possibly still hitting a zoom here and there so that well because right. part, part of what we talked about was um i mean right now we only have two rooms we have a major room and a minor room um you know we're not we're not a huge school we're not small but we're not huge so we were talking about putting up cameras within the rooms so that, you know, in the beginning, we're already anticipating that no spectator, yeah, no you know, if, if people are in, they're working out, they're social distancing and, you know, we, we can't, we don't have the room for people to just be hanging out and still maintaining those social boundaries. Yep. So, exactly. So we're yeah, awesome. Cameras awesome so idea. We can live stream. Yeah watch it from their house or their car yep. or whatever um, and just doing that permanently just just from now I, on i really think that those are the changes that need to be set in 
for the success of gyms to like stay open financially. I really do. Um, so things won't ever, I just don't think that things won't ever go back to the way they were completely. I think that there'll be changes and online is a big thing. Yeah. Um, and it's, I see this coming and it's also one reason why I've been working behind the scenes um, tirelessly doing my own online thing. So um, what I've been filming for months and months and months is like my own Sophia curriculum. Um, and it's all geared towards um, female athletes. So sorry, <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> um, no, but I'm sure I'll still benefit. So. <laughs> Look, um, guys will always benefit. We, yeah. we always benefit from seeing techniques from everyone, right? And we just take and pick what works for us. But my specialty has been dissecting techniques that I've learned from bigger, stronger guys and figuring out, mm, how's that going to work for someone who's 120 pounds and their arm is only this long and they can't actually wrap the person or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's my specialty. And that's what I'm really, really excited to be releasing. Um, and a big, big chunk of that is framing and blocking and incorporating legs into the game because women are, uh, don't have that pushing power um, and that then leads into the whole self-defense stuff that I've been doing as well <clears throat> so um, my up-and-coming business is called um, girls on top <laughs> and um, it's yeah it's going to be released soon so that's where I'll, I'll have like jujitsu techniques and also my mat movement workouts um, and then see how that goes. It's, it's an online. So anyone on any affiliation on any level can sign up. Yeah, when you, you really know, send me the link and stuff. I'll post it. When you okay. Release. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. I will. Um, and then down the track, I think the lockdown needs to end before I do this because just, it's just a bit trickier. Like with jujitsu, you can get a demo dummy or so, you know what I mean? But um, with the self-defense lockdown will need to end, but it will still be virtual in some ways where I'm teaching normal mainstream women and girls how to defend themselves. And so I'm really excited with those programs and that one's called Fighting Fit. And the aspect of both of them though is the, the, the fitness. So um, we're, we're all athletes, right? So we're all pretty strong, yeah? But it's amazing how untrained women don't actually have the strength to even block and frame or even kind of get like, like sort of post on their side and deal with someone's pressure, like they crumble. So a lot of the stuff that I'm working on is um, the fitness workouts to get them strong so that they can actually kick butt <laughs> if, <laughs> if anything comes along. But also it makes them look good too. It helps them look good and get in shape. So it's all, all covers everything. So I kind of, I don't know, I haven't figured out a slogan yet, but it's like, Learn to kick ass and look good while doing it. <laughs> there you go. I love it. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, well, if you guys think it's good, I might keep it. It's a little bit like, oh, I don't know if I should say that, but stuff it. I mean, girls on top's kind of a little bit, oh, there's that double entendre. Yeah. It's like, mm, is she teaching pole dancing classes? <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's what I want. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, look at your name. Your your group's name there's what we've what we're doing is that we're acknowledging the beauty the feminine and the strength all at once right you know um because to be a powerful strong female doesn't mean you need to cut out your femininity 
And it doesn't mean you need to dishonour all the feminine traits that you have. And it doesn't mean that we need to act like men. Man's qualities are awesome and that's man. And there's woman's qualities are awesome and that's woman. And both just need to be appreciated and acknowledged. So, yeah. Um, Definitely let the listeners know how they can, one, uh, follow you, uh, contact you, because you do some personal planning and training as well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So right now, while Girls on Top is still being launched, the best way to reach out to me is um, through my Sophia Fit website. So that's www.sophiafit.com. And you'll see I've got where I list my mat movement workouts. Um, You'll see my products. I've got e-products where it's like nutrition plans, personalized plans for workout and nutrition. um, And, uh, my ebooks. I've got a nutrition ebook. I've got my seven day meal plan. And I'm also um, compiling uh, like a snacking book full of delicious sweet treats. And it's called Naughty Made Nice. <laughs> that's, the, that's the one I need. <laughs> I'm a Healthy snack. sweet treats to curb yeah. the craving where I've cut out all the crap. So you still get your chocolate cookies, you still get your cake, but it's no, there's no refined flours, there's no processed refined sugars. There's, do you know what I mean? Like it's just healthy. Um, so I'm working on that and I'm actually launching a pre-order. So if people want to like pop their email down and pay for that in advance to get the discount rate, that's going to be fun too. So um, for anyone who is wanting more tailored personalized plans where I basically like get into your whole life and go, all right, you got to change this, 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 you got to sleep here, you got to wake here, you got to eat there, you got to drink there, you got to do this workout if you want this and very, very tailored, very personalized. Um, if people are looking for, for something like that, there is a program outline on my website, but you can hit me up at um, Sophia at SophiaFit.com. Yeah. But also hit me up for anything like uh, information about my up and coming lifestyle camps. Um, Oh, which reminds me. So I had one scheduled for the end of March and then put it on hold. Um, That has now been rescheduled to the 19th of June tentatively. It's all tentative. So, but what I have done is push back my big camp in Florida that was meant to be at the end of June. Right. Um, that is now um, scheduled for the 22nd of October. October's a good time to be here. Yeah. I think, yes. So I've just, I've rescheduled that. Um, I'll launch it in a couple of months, but I've booked the property and the training and it's all done, the, the staff. So I just, fingers crossed by then it's, Things are going to are, are you planning on doing that one in St. Augustine again or a new location? Um, that one is in, no, it's not St. Augustine. It's Tampa somewhere. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I would love you to pop in Melissa and um, yeah, I'll see what I can do for sure. Yeah. And share yeah. it amongst your, your amazing ladies. Um, so that's, that's set. So I, I actually think though, that once things go back to normal, um, people are going to be jumping for that because they need to be together. Yeah. Been in isolation for so long, you know, so hopefully, yeah. So there's, there's all the stuff I've got going on guys. Nice. nice. Mm. Uh, Shoot, there was another question I had for you, and I can't was remember it? now. Was it? I can't remember now. Um, okay. So if, I, I kinda, we kind of ask this of a lot of the ladies, especially our black belt females. 
um, kind of a, what would be a, a big piece of advice for, it can be, you know, either for women starting out in the sport or just in general beginners starting out in the sport. Mm. I think I've got two, all right, two pieces of advice, you. if that's all right. Um, the first one is um, don't get caught up in black belt authority. Yeah. That's a big yeah. issue for me. Yeah. I just, right now. Gotcha. Yeah. That's Shop around, get the vibe. And if someone is basically dictating how you can live, how you live your life, like in the sense of don't go cross train there, don't do this, don't speak to that person. You can't do this unless you do this. Like if you start to get that vibe, walk away. What you should be entering is a family community where it's nothing but support. Right. So that's my first piece of advice. When we, when we go to the doctors or we, we're listening to an experienced black belt, we tend to just sort of take their knowledge or their opinion or what they say to, for face value, right? Because they're experts at what they do, but there's so much more to jujitsu than just being good at jujitsu, right? We've got to sort of assess that person. So I'm saying don't take them at face value just because they're like that black belt. Because mm -hmm. black belt authority is a massive problem in this industry. And then the um, other thing is remember that it's your journey. So if there's anything that you're uncomfortable with, just speak up and say no. And this is especially for the women. Uh, I feel that there's two things that come about. One is they're constantly marginalised and they end up being stuck in the corner, not getting the roles they need. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other one is that they are scared to speak up um, if there's an issue or like a bully or they're just not comfortable with a particular training partner for whatever reason and they're not actually saying anything. Right. It's your journey. It's your body. Speak up if there's something that's not feeling right. Awesome. Yeah. Did you have any uh, anything else you wanted to kind of throw out there as far as um, how people can support you and kind of your your whole mission and everything? Oh, um, I don't know. Well, look, what? Let's just stick together and keep going with this amazing, beautiful community and sisterhood that we're all building together. Um, but because I've been doing these workouts for almost two months completely free and it's absolutely my choice, I just sort of don't feel right. I don't know. I just want to do this. But what would really help me and my business uh, to just bring in a bit of income would be just um, uh, not, well, not income, just spreading the word. Just spread the word. The more people that join in to do these workouts, um, the more it builds up this community. And then in the end, if someone feels they want, want to get a personal plan with me or they want to buy one of my eBooks, then that kind of helps me financially, but that's not really the goal, if that makes sense. So since you've asked, yeah, that helps. <laughs> um, what's the, the group, that, uh, what's the name of your, your Facebook group? where you post that workout? Oh, yes. So the, the group where I'm doing the um, live uh, filming, well, live workout videos is called Sophia Fit Health and Fitness Tips.
And um, guys, the, the videos are live streamed at various times throughout the week. But if you can't make it, um, they are on the page for you to view and do later. So that's another thing that just keeps coming up. So I'm just saying it. People are like, oh, I can't make it at that time. And I'm like, no, no, no. You can always jump on and do it later. Just join the group, be part of this amazing community and um, let's just support each other and stay fit and healthy together whether you can jump on sometimes or not anytime or once or twice you know what I mean so they're there for you to do perfect so so now just as a completely side thing you've trained and competed pretty much around the world um, yeah well, I mean originally from from Australia so obviously you know you have a lot of experience um, from the Australian culture and and you live in the US now and so you have uh, a little bit of vibe wise, vibe yes. wise between like your training in in Australia versus like the US have you found like there's a there's a difference between them or or, or are they still relatively similar um, like by the actual training or the culture I'm um, just kind of like, well, cause like, like when you go into like, like a lot of, I mean, I hate to say it, but like a lot of Americans don't tend to like to be like by the book. They like to, when they, when they get in, they want to learn a technique and they kind of dissect it themselves and, and, and things of that nature. And then, you know, they're like, I know there's a difference between like an American style gym, a philosophical difference. And like, if you're in Brazil training at an academy down there, there's there's a there's a different kind of a of a philosophical Vibe. training. Mm. I'm just kind I of think curious. yeah yeah it's really interesting. I have travelled and trained a lot uh, and competed a lot. Um, uh, Australian and um, American culture is quite similar, and Canadian sort of throw us all in together there. Um, <clears throat> Australia. I think is catching up and that's thanks to, you know, the internet, but it was isolated for a very long time. And so that the level of jujitsu was a lot lower and the level of learning was a lot slower. And that's actually, to be honest, one of the reasons why I decided to start competing overseas. And then I moved overseas. Everything in America is just faster. Mm. The wheels go around faster. Things get processed faster. And there's just more, like there's more people, there's more opportunity. Um, and look, don't get me wrong, there's some absolutely amazing things about Australian culture and I'll never lose that. But what I've noticed about American culture is that people are open to see new things. And it's beautiful because it gives, it provides opportunity. Um, yeah, so, but overall culture kind of similar, but yeah, going to Brazil, yeah, it's really different. Really different. <laughs> uh, yeah. So mm, I guess I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I've seen a lot. I've traveled a lot and I've met a lot of people. And just even with my seminars over all these years, I'm really quite dumbfounded about how, how often I've been asked out to go and visit gyms to teach um, over such a consistent time period like I'm like consistently over such a long time period I haven't been teaching like a seminar here a seminar there I've you know, for about four or five years I was con teaching consistently traveling somewhere consistently every two weeks to every three weeks mm. um, and I sort of purposely slowed it down a bit over the last year uh, for their kids 
But right. <clears throat> yeah, what's so great is just the, the opportunity and um, so many gyms who are open to seeing stuff from a female. Um, but it's just great for me to be uh, able to meet so many amazing people and to travel to so many different places and to see the different cultures and what goes on, you know, like uh, I, I could be in New York on one weekend and then like two or three weekends later, I would be in Utah and then I would be in Texas and then I would be in South Carolina. And it's just different, you know, different accents and kind of different mindsets or uh, sort of religion ideas or polit political ideas. Uh, and I, I learned early on not to sort of talk about any of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'm, I'm, uh, I remember one time years back, uh, never forget it. And it was so subtle, but I just, I was um, in Utah around uh, an amazing Mormon family. Uh, clueless as anything here I'm like I'm like oh does anyone have any coffee and there was just this awkward silence and I'm like what did I say like what's wrong and just, <laughs> yeah because they they can't drink coffee there but I, so I, di I didn't know that though, you know and <laughs> <laughs> yeah each place is different and I've learned a lot so I'm, I'm grateful for, for that well thank you for taking time out of your crazy schedule I'm glad we finally were able to connect our schedules <laughs> yes well thank you it's it's an honor and um it's always great staying connected and i appreciate you guys for helping me and to you know build awareness to everything i'm doing so thank you so much guys you're awesome you. no problem thank you thank you all right we're not recording anymore <laughs> <laughs>Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. listening. This is your host, David Lawson. And your other host, Melissa Lawson. We really appreciate being able to do this for you guys. We appreciate you giving us a listen. Uh, if you want to uh, follow us, go to uh, Instagram, submission underscore coalition, or give us a like on Facebook, submission coalition. Or uh, if you guys want to throw some donations, it's not like I'm going to turn it away. We're also always looking for sponsors. Just so. PM us at uh, any of our social media outlets. Awesome. Thank you.